This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. If you drive in the city of Toronto, heads up, because in a couple of weeks, the new plans for King Street, the pilot project, will take effect. And that means that streetcars are going to get a clear run on King Street between Jarvis and Bathurst. And basically, motorists will only be able to drive on King Street for one block before they will have to turn right. The pilot begins on November the 12th. There will be a two-week grace period for police enforcement of the new rules, coupled with educational efforts. Uh, After that, there will be a fine, and uh, you're reminding me that I have to find out how much the fine will be, how much that ticket will be. Pilot project is meant to last for a year. If it's deemed a success, it could potentially be considered for other routes. So um, if you think it's tough to drive in the city now, just wait. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. The numbers to call 416 360 toll free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, we are joined by TTC Executive Director of Corporate Communications, Brad Ross. Welcome, Brad. Thank you. Hello? Brad, are you there? I am, yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Okay. Uh, Brad, so first of all, uh, this is the the final plans. Uh, Is there anything in here that is different from what we had heard all those months ago? No, it's, uh, you know, we're getting into the fine details now. The city of Toronto uh, will be you know, starting to erect signage uh, along the route, and, uh, you know, they'll be bagged until the 12th when, when the pilot is uh, is slated to begin. Um, you know, I, I just want to say off the top, though, I mean, you, you alluded to, you know, potentially other routes. We're not looking at that. Uh, we are focused on King Street. We are focused on um, on monitoring King uh, throughout the pilot. It's a one-year pilot. Uh, what is working? What what isn't working? And uh, and decisions will be made about making King uh, permanent in terms of, of what we're working on right now. So there's no no discussion has been had, for example, of turning doing this on Queen. If 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 that's a concern, uh, that that is not something we're we're focused on right now. Oh, okay. Well, the, I mean. I said that because uh, Andy Byford said that well, that could potentially happen. But. I think what I think there was maybe some confusion about what the question was and what the answer was about what we were talking about is is certainly looking at the impact on on other routes and on other roads uh, in the area, uh, and and having to make adjustments uh, for those. But right now we're focused solely on King Street. Uh huh, and. Um, how do you expect it to go in terms of uh, people getting used to it? Well, I, I you know, I think uh, one can imagine that it's going to take some time for, for people to adjust, certainly for, for, for drivers to adjust. That is going to be the biggest uh, uh, change is, is going to be for automobile drivers. Of course, there is uh, there are alternate routes for, 
for cars. Um, we've got to remember there are 65,000 people who ride the King Streetcar every day. There are about 20,000 people in cars uh, who use King Street every day. And so, um, you know, on that balance, uh, we need to put people in transit first, and that's what we're doing here. Automobiles, we would hope that, that some would now opt for transit because the objective here is to, of course, make the 504 King Street car and the 514 Cherry, both those routes use King Street, to make them um, you know, more reliable, to uh, speed up journey times, to uh, eliminate as much as possible that bunching and gapping that you tend to see with streetcars op- that operate in mixed traffic. But you've got you know, Adelaide and Richmond streets to the north. Uh, you've got Wellington Front, uh, Queens Key, Lakeshore, the Gardner to the south. So there are alternatives for for people who wish to continue to drive. Uh, of course, there are always going to be people who, who are going to need to drive. We we acknowledge that, of course, and that's why um, you know we we talk about those those, those alternatives. But. King itself and the downtown core, that piece of, of King Street between Jarvis and Bathurst, uh, you know, the urban lore is that you can often walk faster than the streetcars that are stuck in traffic on King. Um, are, you, are you putting on extra streetcars in the hope that more people will be riding them? Not yet. I mean, we, we, we are... The, 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 the problem we have is that it's crowded on King right now, and, and partially that's because that's because of the reliability issues. So, you know, two or three streetcars come in a bunch, and then you might have to wait eight minutes for the next streetcar, and that causes the crowding. So, uh, you know, in what we're hoping to see is that with improved reliability because of the removal of, of left-hand turns on King Street and, and the, the removal of, of automobiles, um, you know, for, uh, as through traffic on King Street, we're going to see an improvement then in the reliability of the streetcar to be able to, 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 to do its run uh, without being you know, hampered by uh, single-occupant vehicles making a left-hand turn, for example. And so that will smooth out the service, that will smooth out the reliability, uh, and, and therefore sort of uh, even out, if you will, the crowding. If throughout the, the, the pilot, and one of the things we will be measuring and we will be looking at is ridership and ridership growth, if we see uh, that, that we're, we're, we're seeing an increase in the number of, of people, then we will have to look at how we are allocating uh, the streetcars to King and, and what we can do to that schedule and fleet uh, reassignments. Uh, have you uh, done any estimates on uh, how much time this might shave uh, off a bus trip? Uh, between Jarvis and Bathurst and and how much it might add to motorists' trips? Uh, I don't have any of that data right now. I mean, one of the things that the pilot is going to do is give us that data. It's going to, uh, and through technology that the city has, we'll be looking at those other routes and the impacts to those. Uh, We'll, of course, be looking at our own journey times and run times and the reliability of the uh, the streetcar. But surely you've had some estimates, no? Uh, I, I say, Libby, there, the city may well have done those estimates. I don't have those in front of me in terms of those, those, you know, those metrics, but we need to measure this. This is what the pilot is intended to do. It's to tell us what actually is happening. Um, we, you know, the, the status quo is not acceptable. The status quo right now is that the King Street car is not working. The King Street is not working, and so we need to do something differently. We have all-door boarding now uh, to, to speed up you know, the time we, we spend at a stop, for example. We're moving those stops to the far side of the intersection, starting with this pilot. We need to do a number of things um, to, to, to look at how, how well we're doing. And all of that data, all of those 
all of those measurements uh, will be something that we will be publicly, the city and, and, and the TTC will be publicly reporting out on uh, on a, a, a dashboard, uh, as they call them, uh, on uh, on the city's website. Uh, and finally, um, do you know what the ticket will be after the grace period for drivers who uh, do not obey? I don't have that exact figure. That's something the police would be able to provide you with. But I think, you know, we talk about grace periods. I'm not sure what that grace, you know, there's a couple of things, the way these, these types of things work. You want to you have information and education before, before you start enforcing. And so police in the, in the first couple of weeks of this pilot will be, you know, helping drivers understand these changes because uh, it, 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 it's important that, that people understand what's happening before they head down uh, and if they're down there and they didn't they weren't aware that now they are and so we want to make sure people are educated and informed before before issuing tickets that's not to say that tickets won't be issued I mean that's <laughs> I'm sure police, they will that's a police matter um, I think the you know the, the key is if you want to avoid a ticket is to follow the rules of the road it will be well signposted there will be lots of signage uh, pictograms and otherwise to indicate to to car drivers that they must turn right that they cannot go through this intersection whichever one they're at okay Brad Ross thank you so much for being with us all right Libby thanks for the opportunity okay bye-bye okay, bye-bye You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.